felt maybe that uh, a bit overwhelmed in in the situation that they've uh, or the work the job that they're in uh, and I think not many people know the term imposter syndrome and to me it was a really kind of like awakening moment <laughs> it's really really easy for you to pick up on flaws it's really really easy for you to think oh I can do that better oh I can push myself to go a bit further but actually sometimes it's quite difficult to sit down and go actually I did this really well like mm. I did this presentation to these people and it went really well or I coded this uh, specific demo and actually the code ran really smoothly and there wasn't that many errors and I tested it well and so just pointing out this even if they're small things just pointing out the small wins and the small milestones that you've kind of hit in each of your projects really started to help me feel that I'd accomplished a lot more. Welcome to the Switched On Spotlights with me your host Summer. Today I'm joined by the wonderful Steph Bally. Now Steph sits within our Adastral Park technology team. She works within applied research and she joined the business as an apprentice. Steph joins me to talk about some of the feelings that she had when she first joined BT, which is synonymous with imposter syndrome. She shares with us how she recognised some of those feelings and how she overcame some of them by getting out of her comfort zone. There's so much advice in this one in such a short space of time, so why not give it a listen? I hope you love it. Hi Steph, welcome to the Switched On Spotlights. Hi, happy to be here. Oh, I'm so, so excited uh, to have you on today's podcast. And it's an interesting one and an interesting topic that we're going to be talking about today. But I'm really happy to have you on because I was actually connected to you by our last guest on the spotlight, Claire Doyle, who joined us to talk about uh, the power of personal connection. I'm always on the hunt for spotlight guests, for switched on guests. And she said, oh, you've got to speak to Steph about (laughs) imposter syndrome. So we've had a bit of a pre-chat and I'm really excited uh, for you to share some of your tips some of your advice um so let's just get straight into it I'm going to kick off by asking you um the question around well what does imposter syndrome mean to you and when was the first time that you either heard the term recognized the feeling what what did it mean to you in that moment yeah I I mean I guess for people who don't know what imposter syndrome is so it's basically uh, it's, it's the inability to kind of believe that your success is deserved or that you've legitimately achieved it. Uh, and I, I guess a lot of people go through this, like when you're doing your day job, a lot of people do think to themselves, oh, I do I really deserve to be in this meeting room and here? Everyone around me is so smart. Do I fit in? Am I here for that? And I think uh, for me, when first going through it, I mean, I, I joined BT as an apprentice. Uh, so coming in on the apprenticeship scheme, I'm in the research network strategy area as well. So I'm surrounded by world leading experts in the field. So it's very easy for me to kind of sit there at the very beginning of my career with people who have been in the industry for, I mean, you're talking 30, 30 years, 40 years plus wow. and, and kind of be like, um, oh, wow. I mean, can I talk to you <laughs> about these things? But I mean, everyone's so supportive and so, so amazing. So um, uh, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 so when it came to you beginning as a as an apprentice in in BT, um, you're surrounded by world leading experts. Um, I think it was an article that you've actually also sent over to me where you found out a little bit more around like the types of imposter syndrome. Um, you're surrounded by these experts. Um, you also work in our centre in Adastral, so it's quite a bit more remote, I know, than some of our other BT locations. How how did you find kind of joining as an apprentice and um, getting to grips with being in a bit more of a corporate environment as well, managing your studies, but then feeling like, look, do you know what? I deserve to be here. 
Yeah, I think coming straight out from sixth form, so rather than taking like the more traditional, I guess, university route, meant that, meant that there was a really steep learning curve coming into mm. the industry and uh, learning all of the corporate jargon and, and all of that kind of stuff with, with uh, no kind of prior industry placements or experience in the industry itself. Uh, but I think to me, I was involved with the uh, women's network uh, at BT. We had a uh, on-site uh, events as well and workshops, and and uh, they they're the ones that introduced me to this term imposter syndrome. I mean, I think everyone's felt maybe that uh, a bit overwhelmed in in the situation that they've uh, or the work the job that they're in. Uh, and I think not many people know the term imposter syndrome. And to me, it was a really kind of like awakening moment of <laughs> being sat in this uh, workshop that was being hosted on site and hearing someone talk about the, the symptoms of imposter syndrome and something that everyone else goes through. And I was there kind of like, whoa, other people, <laughs> other people have felt like this too. That's that's really cool. And uh, we, we all got to start talking about it. And I think coming into the uh, apprenticeship scheme, uh, I'm doing my degree as well. And so you're constantly getting kind of marks on how well you're doing and where you should be at versus where you are actually at. And sometimes you might not get the best mark on on an assignment that comes back and you're thinking, oh, really, am I out of my depth here? I mean, I, I came in not knowing how to code as well. So I didn't do computer science A-level or, or anything like that. And a lot of my peers did have that coding knowledge. So there was me kind of already a bit on the back foot. Oh, well, there's a couple of things that I picked up from there is that we all know that this is a topic I don't personally think that's spoken about enough despite the fact that in some shape or form most people will suffer from the symptoms or will feel that feeling of either not being good enough that lack of that sense of belonging and and the second part there around like just being an apprentice adding an extra layer onto some of those feelings so you got to a point where okay wow you now know what imposter syndrome was and you sat to yourself and thought maybe I've been sitting here and feeling some of these things so what what did that next step look like for you once you recognize like it's actually okay for me to be feeling some of these things but maybe where are some of those feelings coming from and what can I do to to challenge them is my next question to you yeah definitely I think I think have kind of a, a reflection on uh, where you are at your role and what your struggles are and what you're doing really well as well and I think that's the one big thing that I challenged myself to do it's really really easy for you to pick up on flaws it's really really easy for you to think oh I can do that better oh I can push myself to go a bit further but actually sometimes it's quite difficult to sit down and go actually I did this really well like mm. I did this presentation to these people and it went really well or I coded this a specific demo and actually the code ran really smoothly and there wasn't that many errors and I tested it well and so just pointing out this even if they're small things just pointing out the small wins and the small milestones that you've kind of hit in each of your projects really started to help me feel that I'd accomplished a lot more and made me really motivated to kind of push to the next level and get to the next milestone and I think the big thing I did like the big initial change is mm -hmm. it was all well and uh, good me kind of reminding myself to do that but actually going into my one-to-ones I not only asked for some constructive criticism but I actually just went and what, what am I doing well what if you were to name like the top three things that I can keep doing and mm -hmm. continuing to continue kind of being as, as good as I am now what would you say is, is going well and uh, 
that really gave me motivation of okay people do think I'm doing a good job and I think I'm doing a good job so I, I kind of went into work with a, with a new mental capacity I think. Mm, I really love that tip though because it's very easy I think you and I have both spoken about the type of imposter syndrome that we resonated on is that kind of superwoman complex that there's the, the there's a level of perfectionism and it's difficult to keep positive self-talk up all the time which is why some of those negative thoughts and feelings can come into play mm. and I think it's really important to build into whether it's one-to-ones or conversations with your peers I don't just want to focus on what I can improve let me actually take a step back and kind of give myself a pat on the back and say do you know what I'm doing these things well because that's what actually provides you the motivation it's really easy to just look at the next step the next goal the next milestone and how you can keep on pushing but mm. actually let's take stock of the achievements and what we're good at and how we can keep on striving. So I think that's a really um, good tip that I'm definitely going to be taking away. But I'd love to know a little bit more about your involvement in the Women's Network, because I know from the conversation that we've had already that that was a really pivotal moment for yourself in terms of creating change and perhaps challenging some of those feelings of being an imposter in, in the environment that you're in in Adastral. Yeah, yeah. So I was really lucky that when I joined, there was kind of a, a dashful uh, women in tech network that was set up by Alison and Cuisine, who have now unfortunately left the company, but they were absolutely fantastic and kind of creating a, a really lovely supportive environment uh, at Adastral Park and uh, kind of face to face more than an online community uh, like we have on, on the workplace. Uh, but um, yeah, so unfortunately within kind of the first six months they both uh, left the company uh, and the women's network kind of sizzled out and it was a shame for me because that's how I'd met so many other people uh, in the research network strategy area uh, there was only four apprentices that were brought in uh, and two grads on my cohort as well so so not a lot of new joiners that all joined at the same time whereas I know across BT there are so many grads and apprentices that join each year and so the women's network was a way for me to kind of branch out of my department which when you're kind of joining I mean, especially as an apprentice, this is my first time in a company, let alone a kind of the size of the industry uh, that BT is. So uh, the Women's Network allowed me to kind of branch out of my department, meet new people and uh, uh, kind of make new friends as well. Friends that I'm still very close with today. And um, so losing that at the start was was quite upsetting. And it was kind of I kind of said, I'll wait for someone else to kind of pick this up and make the network kind of rerun and and have some of those events again and and I mean a month passed three months passed and there were no more events that were being organized and and that was when I kind of went okay so before I was thinking why I I can't do this I'm only an apprentice I can't possibly organize an event like that or a workshop like that and um that at, at the point where I realized the new apprentices coming in so this was a, a year in didn't really have that same support kind of network and didn't have the opportunities to do the run the workshops or anything like that I thought okay I'm gonna do it I'm gonna organize the workshop just see how many people turn up see if it's something of interest and um, so I set up the uh, the Adastral Women in Tech workshop in uh, what was it must have been 
February 2020, so just before the pandemic, and we had a, a really lovely face-to-face. -face. It was just something a bit smaller, coffee and a catch-up and, and a networking-style event, and then we decided we were going to do it again. Everyone really enjoyed it, and but then obviously 2020 March happened, COVID happened, but um, that didn't stop us. <laughs> we decided that we were, we were going to go uh, online and, and make it virtual. So we did a virtual run of workshops and a virtual coding club as well, where we had uh, two fantastic, so uh, Hanifa and Jess ran this amazing coding club where we had a, a, probably about 60 people come on to learn some basic Python uh, tips and tricks. And uh, we created a real kind of online community that, that helped a lot of us through the pandemic as well and just chatting and getting to know people and especially the new joiners that joined through the pandemic too so um yeah that that that, that was a, a real win looking back on that of um of something where I, I branched out uh and kind of beat through the that kind of imposter syndrome and, and decided that I was going to take action and I think that, that that's another really big piece of advice as well that I'd taken from um uh other people who have spoken to me is that if you want something done or you see a positive change then act on it don't just think oh this is a really good idea think about how you can kind of be part of the steps to make it happen uh, and I think yeah having that advice uh, from the workshops that I've been to previously uh, really helped me to kind of kick start that and I guess what you're saying to me as well is what's standing out is the fact that challenging yourself to to be more involved and to say do you know what I'm not going to wait for someone else to run these events or to to get involved I'm going to be the one to do it whether I'm an apprentice or not actually then helped you to challenge those feelings of imposter syndrome so there was a huge benefit to the community to you getting to um, catch up to connect with colleagues but also I think what shines through is definitely the fact that you can then look back on it and say like there was no reason for me to feel like that because I'm more than capable and able and worthy of being part of such an event and actually picking things up and getting it organized. And I mean, you probably picked up on the fact I said we quite a lot back there as well. I mean, I did the I took the first step and I kind of got a group of people together and said, I want to do this. And it was just amazing that everyone went, yeah, let's do it. Let's get involved. And I think it's just making that first step is, is a big mm. jump. But I mean, everyone will have such supportive colleagues around them and, and friends and, and people who are willing to get involved and help out as well. And we created a really fantastic committee of people who would run networking events, workshops, knowledge calls, the coding club. I mean, there was a fantastic group of us and it, and it was a, really so much fun to be involved with that. Oh, well, and, and it also just sounds like it just takes one person. So one person to create that spark, that bit of inspiration or to get things going. And I think that's something to be said of the topic of imposter syndrome. You might be sitting there thinking and listening to this. I don't think anyone else in my team or my colleagues or my friends are, are feeling some of these feelings of like that lack of belonging, maybe authenticity or you're not achieving, but actually just speaking to one person that you feel that you can trust, that you're that you're comfortable with is what then sets that spark in motion. And you actually sit and realize more people are going through it, either consciously or subconsciously. And you're going to be part of the reason where you can kind of open up that conversation as well, which is which is what we're trying to do today. So I really appreciate um, you joining me, Steph, um, to talk to me a little bit about what it's been like as an apprentice. And I know that you rolled off now, so we're not going to focus too much on that. And I'll just say <laughs> congratulations on the fact that you yeah, rolled off. But it is it's really interesting to see someone who's come from an early career side of thing, what what that 
looks like and what some of those feelings can surface as. But we always end our spotlights with one question that we hope that colleagues will take one thing from. And that's what's your one piece of advice or your top tip uh, for being your best self? Uh, oh, it's, a, it's a very good question, isn't it? It's a very <laughs> interesting question. My top tip. Um, I would have to say uh, I'm a very social person. And so I think my top tip is to branch out and just have a coffee, whether it's with a friend you haven't spoken to in ages or with a department that you're really interested in learning about from a work sense or a club that you want to go join. Just reach out to someone, grab a coffee, grab a drink, because I think a lot of getting through kind of work social situations is about it's about what you know and it's about building kind of a really supportive network around you so reach out and uh, and have a coffee with someone yeah I love that <laughs> really that's simple. the one thing we could yeah that we can also could just have a coffee tea whatever your preference yeah, is just go and have a warm beverage cold beverage whatever you want no I really love that thank you so much Steph thank you so much for joining us today I hope this helps to open up the conversation around imposter syndrome it gets people talking um and I really appreciate you joining oh thank you so much for having me what an inspiring conversation Steph is doing so much over in Adastral to support her female colleagues but the wider community as well if you take anything from today's conversation I hope it's her top tip for being your best self which is to reach out to just one colleague and have a conversation you never know they might be feeling the exact same thing as you and that might be the catalyst to help you overcome your feelings of imposter syndrome I hope you've loved today's episode and you'll see me at the same time same place next month where we'll be talking about curiosity take care